Are you struggling with your mental health? Somatic therapy is a type of therapy that helps treat PTSD and the effects from other mental health conditions like anxiety and depression. We're excited to be offering somatic therapy-focused sessions at Power of Your Own in Santa Barbara on Monday evenings at 7.15 and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. You can sign up at powerofyourown.com forward slash class schedule. Welcome to the Messy Progress Podcast, the show that will give you the courage and confidence to get messy, uncaged, and liberated so that you're living your most vibrant life. I'm your host, Adrienne Smith, and I'm so stoked that you're here. Let's jump right in. Welcome, Messy Progress family. Today, I'm excited to share a conversation with my friend, Danny White. Danny and I have been friends since I first opened my yoga studio in Santa Barbara back in 2011. And she bought one of those living social passes to come to my studio way back when. This was like pre so many things. Since then, she and I were pregnant at the same time in 2016. And she did my yoga teacher training at my studio, Power of Your Own. And she has three children. She's a yoga teacher. She's an aesthetician. She's a single mom. She's sober. She's a dancer. You can find her every other Friday night at Dance with Danny down in Ventura. I watch her videos on social media, and she is living a full, vibrant life. Just being around her, fortunately for this podcast, we were able to be in person and we just recorded it in my office and it was so great to be in the flesh with each other and just talk and make eye contact and not have the virtual world be the thing that's in the way sometimes for me when I'm connecting with people. And I just hope you enjoy this conversation. You get some learning from it. You feel lit up inside about the possibility that you have of just really doing hard things. To everyone that's listening, thank you. And here we go. Dun, 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 dun. Hey. All right. So I'm really excited to I'm actually sitting in my office, second bedroom, kids' craft room. What else do we see that's occurring here? Crafts, art, podcast station with my best D Daddy White. Um, so glad that you came to not only just be on this podcast. And, but also to be in person because those of you that are going to be listening to this is, um, Danny and I go way back and, but we also don't live that far away from each other. And yet we don't see each other that much because we have busy lives, like, which, you know, life is busy. So this is going to be an organic conversation. I have a couple just general questions. And also it's kind of like us catching up on all the things that have, occurred probably in the last year yeah. in a way of, um, you know, messy progress. That's, you know, the name of the show. So we'll just you know, see how it goes. Um, the first thing that I like to start with is our whoops and poops or yours rather mm-hmm. for the day. So the whoops are like, like what's, what's gone great so far. Whoop, whoop. And then like, <laughs> what's not the best. <laughs> whoops and poops just of today, just of today. Oh, wow. Okay, love it. So we're starting. It's uh, 10.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say whoop whoop is all three of my children. So we have a 10, a 7, and a 5-year-old. Joyful morning in my house. Got dressed, clothes on, out the door, no issues. That is not always the case. So that's a big whoop whoop. Cheer the three ages. Yeah, Kayla's the oldest. She's 10 in fifth grade. 
And my middle is Aubrey. She just turned, or she's seven, almost eight, second grade. Tay-Tay, who's my crazy one. She's the same age as Adrian's daughter, Reese. So she's six and first grade. Do they all go to the same school? All at the same school. Okay. So this is big. Also, whoop, whoop, my first year, they're all at the same school, same hours, 8 to 2.30, which is life-changing. <laughs> yes. Um, and then my poops, my moop, moop. Um, I, for years, I go through flares with my skin and my psoriasis dash eczema autoimmune. It's a little shitty today. So what makes it, what happens when it's shitty? Um, I usually, this is like the week before my period. So I notice that my hormones hormone, there's some little magic thing in there that aggravates it. So always the week before I get extra itchy and flare up. So meh. Yeah. Just You've done a lot of work around your psoriasis. Share a little bit about that journey. Yeah. Because I think the last time we talked was last year at Camp Yoga when yeah. we were on a hike and you were sharing about kind totally. of detoxing different things. And Yep. So I did, I mean, talk about the medical route for probably about 18, maybe 19 years I've been dealing with it. And, you know, went through all the things of like, was there a trauma at the time? Was there this? Um nothing and been, you know, in the work with that, but on every single medication. So doctors really, they truly, unfortunately don't really have a clue. It's just, my answer has always been, it's chronic. You'll have it forever. It's hereditary. Um, these are the options. And unfortunately it's steroids and antibiotics. And after so many years of that, we're to me trying to be like, there has to be the undercoming, like there's got to be something underneath this bandaid, like root cause your, the root cause. Yeah. So, you know, and I've done my stuff years and on Chinese medicine and, you know, I went gluten-free for a little bit, but I made a huge change a year, almost a year and a half ago, completely gluten-free, completely corn-free and dairy-free. And that, you know, I want it instant. I was like, it's been two weeks. Why am I not healed? So five, six months is where it was like mind blowing, like my energy. Um, Cause also people with, you know, chronic illness, um, autoimmune disease. I felt like I could sleep every single day. Like if I didn't have the things I needed to do or live life and sadly on the other side, you're, I was in so much pain that I, if I wasn't the person who I was, I would have wanted to kill myself. Like, honestly, it's, that heartbreaking and being in pain, not only like your body's in pain, but like um, externally, you could see it too. It's like, you know, everyone's like, what's up with your face? What's up with your skin? You know, it's not something like you're hiding. Yeah, you're hiding. So, which is like the way of the world at the moment, right? It's like on the outside, woo woo, yeah, everything's hey. great. And then inside, like internally, yeah, just having a really hard time, but we can mask it. And so it sounds like so it's something well. that was like, it was coming like out and, or going out. And then also I'm like gesturing with my arms of yeah. like punching through your body. Oh, totally. Yeah. So I just completely was like, something needs to change. So, you know, I mean, I'm still paying <laughs> off my credit card to go to like the natural path, um, you know, because insurance won't cover some of these other testing. I'm talking like stool samples, saliva, like um, gut. I really like my intuition was like gut, gut, gut. Um, so it's been night and day. I'd say I'm like 80% better. Um, 
but like I've shared with you, it's like trying to figure out too the other stuff. Like, yeah, hormones are involved. Everyone and their mother stress. That's like, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. But like, what a good message you're sending them as, especially too. I bet it's interesting as you know, they're different, all the different age ages. ranges and then how that shows up in that kind of closing off and rounded shoulders that can, I see in like a lot of the like 13 plus year olds. Yeah. Um, but like to have you being someone that's, you know, fully expressed 40 yeah. plus 40, totally. are you 40? 41. Okay. 41. And you're just doing your thing. It's like how yeah. confident, like how it's so good to, to be around that confidence, um, as a, yeah. as a little girl. Thank you. And I love, I mean, that's so the dancing with Danny every two weeks I've been doing, like, that's what I'm like realizing there's such a need for it. And I mean, yes, it's been lots of women, but I will say we've had, we've had some men join our party, but there has been like so many women who have reached out. They're like, I want to do it, but I'm really uncomfortable. It's so out of my comfort zone. I don't know how to dance. And I'm like, perfect. Absolutely perfect. So it's just like having that safe space, that environment that it's like, hey, we all are going through our ups and downs. And kind of how you said the whoops and the poops, I started out with what do you either need to dance off tonight or what do you need to dance for tonight? Mm -hmm. And I mean, it could be, you know, and all the things and, and letting it be whatever it needs to be. But I will say most of us are like, I just want to dance for me. Like, I just want to find that little, you know, sparkle or joy or just have fun and not give a shit. So it's, it's been really, really fun. I feel like we're like starting a secret movement. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's great that it's, a, you know, it, it is this, can I just dance for me? Mm-hmm. Does it have to be something that I'm starting a business? I'm, you know, like I have to have some reason other than just I'm doing it for me. Yeah. And I say the word just because right. we feel like that it's not yeah. enough. Selfish or mm-hmm. all that. And I have too. And I there's a lot of mamas. There's also girls with no with no moms. Well, baby. Yeah. There's girls without babies. But um so many of them, it's it's that mom guilt too. Like, oh, I you know, it's me getting away and I feel bad. I'm like, yeah, that never leaves us. It never. doesn't. You know, I can't even imagine, you know. You the heart, like leaving your child to go row across the ocean. But you know you what's know? really crazy about that is Reese just asked me when I was leaving again. Of she course. goes, when are, <laughs> when are you going to row across an ocean again? And I was like, I'm not going to do that again. She's like, why? And I was like, because I don't want to leave for that long. But it was crazy. It was like she gave me the permission to do it. She doesn't care. Yeah. There's moments, of course, with our kids that yeah. they like cling to your body and they're just like, no, go. Yeah. And they want to bring us into those feelings of, you know, like, I don't want you to leave. I want to like cling to you just the same way that we want to cling to them probably for the rest of our lives as totally. well. But yeah, it never leaves. And then it's always good. Like it's always, you know, I think it's so good for our kids, our friends to go see us take care of ourselves mm-hmm. and do something that we can find that light, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah, I'm always like that mom guilt. I'm like, you know what, Danny, though, you're showing your girls like you have friends too. And yeah, you get to go to concerts. One day they can, but they get mad at me now. They're like, oh, another concert, mom. I'm like, thanks. Thanks for the guilt, kids. Yep. I love you. That's what's happening. <laughs> no, and I've had that happen with Jason where we'll, it, it goes in such phases, right? Where it's like, don't get a babysitter because they don't want you to leave. And then like just this last week, Reese was requesting that we leave the house and that we get a babysitter for her. And it was too late, so we couldn't do it, but 
she wanted us to leave. But then when we actually do it at times, Mm -hmm. we're like, oh, we're going on a date. And she's like, why? I want to come. And I'm like, yeah, we we totally, we'd love for you to join us. We want to do these fun things together as a family. But like for us to operate really well as parents and we need to spend some time just the two of us because otherwise we stop liking each other. Yeah, you have to. That's, so jump yeah. into that contrast of yeah. what does it look like? Single not having, mom, yeah. not having someone. Um, I'm going to pause for just a second because this is like something in the world of those that I, I don't want this to be just like, oh my God, it's like, I don't have a kid. I don't relate. But when you, before I had Reese, and I'm operating a yoga studio, there was a thing where when someone was late, which was a lot of times like a mom, I yeah. would be like, how in the fuck are you yeah. not able to get somewhere it's bullshit. on time? I was yeah. like, it's just like, doors closed, you're not let in. I just like had no compassion. Last night, I had a girlfriend. She's going to listen to this, so it's great. But she texted me, and she is a single mom. She lives like five minutes from me. And she goes, hey, would you be able to come over to my house? Um, my daughter's already sleeping. I have to pick up a prescription at the pharmacy, but I can't leave. And it was eight o'clock last night and I wake up at five Mm -hmm. to teach in the morning. And I was like, yeah, whatever you need. I was like, where is it? Or I said, can I go pick it up? And long story short is I went, picked up the prescription for her, brought it over to her house at like 845. And she then sent me a song from Bette Midler that was like, you're my, the hero, whatever. Wing, yeah, wing beneath my wings. wings. And, um. You have no clue what you did for her. Yeah. And I was like, but I know that if someone was to, I would want to know that I have a person to ask that of, because if you don't have another person in your household and you have little people, you can't leave. Yeah. So what do you do? And it can feel like this sense of, um, you're trapped. And, you know, we don't, I don't feel like we live in this age now, like when I did when I was younger, where your neighbors would be someone you knocked on the door for and been like, can you just come over for a second? Right. And part of that is like a culture, what we have to create. But, you know, just, um, I wanted to paint that picture as like that when you are a single mom, it is different. Like, even if Jason and I are not getting along, like I could peace out at any point in time at like 8 PM, he's here and I could go get my space and, um, but, you know, talk about that contrast of what does life look like when Danny's yeah. home with the girls? And what does it look like when you get to just be kind of single, Danny? Totally. Yeah. Because you're still a mom then. But yeah. You're just yeah. like. It's a different person. I mean, it really is. And I will say, um, you know, I'm three years. Like I separated, divorced September 1st, 2020. 2020. Okay. You know, all the shit went down. Um, so. Me, three years ago, would have been very emotional about it, you know, because this isn't the life anyone plans. Like, no one plans to get divorced. No one plans to have to do that. And But at the same time, it was just like, I needed to do it for me, um, for my life. And so three years ago, I would say it was really hard. You know, like I was sad. Um, But then it's like silver linings. You kind of go through the motions, go through what you need to do. And here I am now with time. Once again, that magic time. Um, So I'm able to have two nights a week that I know I don't have the kids, that I don't need to beg or be like, can I please go to yoga? Can I go have a mom dinner? You know, it's like as much as we love our partner, you know, you kind of have to check in all the time, check in and, and do that. So now it's just like, yeah, like maybe I'll go to yoga or maybe I actually will sit on a couch. 
Um, maybe I'll sit on the couch and look at my three hours of laundry pile that just keeps building and I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> like, and I turn that music on and I dance. Um, so to be able to have that every, you know, once a week, two nights and every other weekend, it is, it's, it gives you this silver lining of, of freedom that I wouldn't have gotten it if I didn't choose to, you know, do get divorced. So yeah, it just, it's weird. I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, like this weekend, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'll go to lunch with a friend. Maybe I'll get coffee. Oh, I will stay and do a yin restorative yoga for me. Um, so it's just, yeah, it feels so different. And I really know to take advantage of it because yeah, when you're back on the clock, like it's me. Like, and I, like lately, especially this last week, I was like, ooh, like it is tough sometimes just not even to have, like, I don't have that tag partner at home. When you're losing your shit. When I'm losing my shit and shit hits the fan. And the kids won't put their pants on. No. (laughs) And then sometimes too, it's like, no matter what, like men, women, like kids respond to dad's voice sometimes of that, like authority Mm -hmm. way more than mine. So that's interesting too. And and just, you know, kind of doing what I can. Mm-hmm. But it is very interesting to see how different it, it can be. Yeah. I'm interested about that kind of the mom's sternness versus mm-hmm. the dad's sternness and the response that's gotten from the kids is how do you, like, do you go there? Do you go to those, your... Yell moment? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Yeah. Oh, I had a full on yell moment. I threw Barbie across the room last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barbie, I was like, that's it. <laughs> Barbie went flying. And then immediately go into the, I am so sorry. Mom is stressed. I could just use your help picking up some of this stuff, you know? Like, so I also think it's good just to like be in that action. Like, I am human and I'm doing all I can. Um, and then I crack up cause I've had those moments in the car where it's like my childhood of don't make me pull this car yeah. over. And I full on have pulled that car over <laughs> and my three girls look at each other like, Oh, so it's, you know, it's just like deep breaths. Like, please, you know, like I do a lot of restarts. Let's do a restart. Can okay. we get a restart? Like tag high fives, you know, deep breath. Yeah, draw a line in the sand. Line in the sand, and then we're like, let's turn some music on, and let's, I say shake it. Let's shake it till we make it, babies. Mm -hmm. Let's just shake it. Yeah. Move that body. Oh, what a good environment, though, to see that as, you know, yeah, I think that's the difference of, I mean, I look back to, I don't know what it was like with your parents, but my dad was a yeller, like loud, and and my mom didn't. I don't recall her ever yelling, and I I do remember her, like, chasing me around the dining room table once, because I, like, wouldn't do something, (laughs) but I'd be like, hey, you can't catch me, you know, but, like, I never saw the repairing Mm -hmm. after a blow-up. It was never talked about. It was just like, oh, that happened last night, and, you know, we won't talk about it again, and never dare do it again. No, and I think... Now what I've experienced is, and what you're alluding to too, is that this is like the power of the feminine is you can be loud, you can scream, and most of the time it's not actually directed at the kid. Like like you said, you threw right. Barbie because you like raged. Yeah. And then it's like, oh man, I just like let out anger. And, totally. And then you're, you take a second and you're like, what you just said, mom's stressed. I'm going to take a deep breath 
And you play out then how you're responding to your stress so mm-hmm. that your kids know that they can also do that as well. And different from like you throwing Barbie at your kids. Right. Like I want to be really clear with those people that are listening yeah. that it's like we're not talking. This is like there's totally Barbie different hit a things. wall. Yeah. Barbie hit a wall. I threw Reese's <laughs> brush one day, like cracked the brush, like mm-hmm. down the stairs, you know, just like yeah. I need ah, to get And I let out, out. Ah, yeah. you know, like the body, like. Get rid. Get rid of it. Um, But then it is those moments of that was just never modeled for me. So now I'm 43. You know, we've both been with, you've been with kids for longer than I have. But it's like, it's taken a long time to accept that it's natural to have very strong, fierce emotions of anger and rage even and Mm -hmm. like not have them directed at something or someone but that they can be shown and there's nothing wrong with them being seen and then it you know you can take the on the the moment later it's like oh man yes let me check in I am stressed I'm gonna take a deep breath and like and or something I've just said this where I'm like I'm gonna go outside for a second Mm -hmm. I love you but I need to go cool off I need to take a few breaths and give myself some space. And then I'll like walk down the driveway, sit sometimes on the curb. I've done it before where I've like walked the block away to like the park and started bawling because I've been like, I don't, I can't believe I responded that way. Yeah. And then walked back in once the emotions aren't so high and been like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like that's not how I want to operate on a regular basis and I also it's those moments too where it's like am I taking care of myself because I've got to hold all of these things down yeah and it's apparently not okay for women to show these levels of emotion right bullshit yeah yeah and looking at all those things it was like yeah I was on day five of being with my kids solo (laughs) and like you know it's all those things it's like yes I'm exhausted yes I'm stressed yes I need to and I do the same I'm like I need a moment they're like okay all right, mom. Yeah. And it's whatever. Walk outside, sometimes the bathroom, go upstairs, like deep breaths, restart, and then forgive ourselves too. Yeah. Like I am always like, you know, like we preach like that, just instant forgiveness, like begin again, breathe. It's okay. And I'd rather them see us just being our authentic person. You know, like we we do all have feelings. Sometimes they're happy. Sometimes it's angry. Sometimes it's tears and just Cause they'll see those sides too. And it's like, are you okay, mama? It's like, yeah, just I'm sad right now. Instead of just that covering or trying to hide it all Mm -hmm. where I feel like in art, how we all grew up, you know, it was that everything's okay. Yep. Everything's fine. Yep. Fine over here. Let's just keep drinking. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you, I would want to know is like, you know, you talked about three years ago, Danny, this was like almost exactly three years ago. And I remember walking on the beach with With you, um, down in carp. Um, speaking of carpet, randomly had a dream last night that I was dating Ashton Kutcher. Oh. And I was like, hmm. Has I he wonder- come up before? He just, like, he lives in carp, I guess. I know. I and so anyway, I'm like, I, I wonder what that's about. But um, who knows? Anyway, just total s- separate sidebar there. But it was on that, like, beautiful stretch of beach where we were walking and you were telling me about, you know, what was going on for you and that you were taking that step is, um, you know, is there anything that you want to share about, you know, just like this whole process for you as I don't want to say that that's the point your story begins, 
Yeah. But there's like, cause there's all these points where our story begins is like the time that you decided you're going to get sober and then, the, right. you know, the decision, it's not just, it is, it might be a moment. I always call it like a lightning bolt moment, Yeah, but it doesn't mean that like right then it's, you put the, the, the pieces into motion to make it be the thing that happens next. So like, what was that? That was the time that you, yeah. It's almost like it's, it can be, it's like weeks, months, years of leading into whatever it is, you know? And like you said, like, yeah, like sobriety, like I didn't just get sober, you know, like that took years to come to. I will say when I finally did decide, like, yeah, I made that decision. But looking back, I'm like, oh man, I quit millions of times and I have tried for years to do different things. Um, and then too, like the, the divorce, like that is, that was years. Like I can literally say like for three years, um, it was, can I do this? And having all the talks and trying to work as much as we can through it. But I mean, once you know, in your heart, in your head, like my whole body just, couldn't do it like I had to finally truly choose me and it was fucking heartbreaking I mean that's the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire life to choose to get divorced from my ex and and also more so it's like yeah the kids and we hear about so many people yeah we're just staying together for the kids or when they're 18 or whatever you know it's um and I I thought about too like not only me and and my happiness and what I deserve but also like for my ex in that way, like I was like, if, if this is the life that he really wants and Matt, Matt can drink and wants to drink. And for me, I can't. And it, I mean, there's other things obviously in our relationship, but that was a main issue for me and alcohol showing up in my house daily that I can't have. Like for me, my sobriety, I have to choose it above everything. My kids, you know, I've got God, I choose not to drink, and then the rest can come later. Mm-hmm. But if I drink, I'm going to lose everything. Yeah. It's like a fragility that is something that you experience around, because we talked a little bit about this, around yeah. alcohol, that like, I can't, I don't have any relationship in that way that you do. You're like, if I drink, I get blackout drunk. Yeah. If I have one drink, and I was like, oh, that didn't happen since college for me, but like, I can definitely you know keep where it that could. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, to have something around in your presence yeah, that you know that you're, like, I, I think about, like, yoga and, like, the stira sukha is, like, this, the, the, the malleability is, like, I'm, like, you know, like, you're being pulled. Like, you see a beer. Mm-hmm. I think you even said something, like, you picked one up off I the table one up. One up and you smelled yeah. it and you're, like, mm, yeah. like intoxicated by yeah. just the smell. But it's, like. And then the immediate on that and then I just started bawling. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, shit. Too yeah. close. And what do you know, what are we choosing? Because every day, every moment, every minute, we're making choices. Yeah. So all the work that I've done has, you know, brought me to this point. And my life is a hell of a lot better without alcohol. Um, so, yeah, it's it was really many months and years leading up to it. And then I choose me. Like, choosing my happiness, choosing what truly is going to be the life that I want. And it's, you know, it's not easy. It's probably the hardest thing 
ever. Mm-hmm. But I will. Well, it's like yeah. it's, it's in that dance every day. I'm sure of if you chose to have. I mean, we could you could put this in in lots of different like you choose to exercise or not exercise. You mm-hmm. choose to dance or not dance. You choose to listen to music or not music. You choose to drink or not drink. You choose to. Um, eat gluten or not eat right corn. like you're making yeah. choices over and over, over. and over again yep. of things where you're like I don't want to say it's like temptation but it kind of can feel that way and it's like at some point there's certain things that we are like I am good I mm-hmm. can I can handle myself I can be tempted by that all day all night long but this was one for you where you're like I draw the line here yeah I can't have this be something that's here going on yeah all the time and it's like it takes a lot of strength I want to recognize that for you, and I'm sure you've seen it, is, like, to see that, like, this is the thing that I can't do anymore. Because mm-hmm. I have to do all these other things where I'm sacrificing. Like, and I'm yeah. also saying, like, white girl privileges right here. But, yeah. like, I'm sacrificing all these other things on a daily basis, moment-by-moment basis, to choose or not choose. But, like, this last one, I can't do it. Yeah. Too sensitive, too fragile, or whatever the word might be. Yeah. 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 And then I think, too, it's, like, you can come to doing all the work, doing as much as you can, but we also, like, can't do the work for the other person, Mm -hmm. too. So, bottom line, it's really, like, choosing you. And that can, like, in, you know, society, it's really selfish, but it's, like, it doesn't need to be. Like, truly, we have to be the ones to take care of ourselves because nobody else is. It is my favorite thing you have said, your teacher said, is, like, nobody is coming to save you. Yeah. On the mat, in life, I'm like, please, SOS. But it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. It's me right now. Well, and it, what can give you, too, at the same time is when you recognize that is it's a sense of personal power. Like, whoa, no one is coming. Yeah. And it's actually on me. And you can have those, like, hit the floor, rock bottom moments where we're like, oh, I thought my whole life that there was someone. Like, even parents or a spouse and you know like can go down like the categories of like codependencies on on stuff right but once we realize that you're like I'm actually the one that gets to make all of the things in Mm -hmm. my life good regardless of circumstance regardless of what our situation is or anyone else thinks of it yeah because that plays in too it's like oh society and you know like I, I'll, I'll say too a thing. It's, it's interesting being divorced and you know, like you've experienced, it's like, Oh, you're divorced. You know, it's like this whole different level that I didn't even realize. Like, you know, you stop getting invited to some parties and people stop, you know, it's just, it's different in a way. Mm -hmm. And friends, you know, like I have some amazing friends, but like you do kind of lose some other relationships. Mm -hmm. I was like, where's the divorce meal train? Like, (laughs) <laughs> like where's that at yeah it's funny because he's like oh you chose to have a baby so i'm gonna bring you some snacks mm-hmm. but like you you also chose to be divorced but like mm. yeah mm. i know it's so weird no there's like such a different like body feeling around it and i can relate because i was married before and you know what I, I, a lot of people don't know that because i live in a different state yeah um but when i tell people i'm like oh i was married before they're like you were and i was like like they're like when how old are you you know and I was like well I got married super young but I just not to the right person the first time was like the practice you know and um but there's still like a little stigma around it and I for a long time I think I held it too where it was oh man like this means this and I even remember I can still remember I was going through like 
it was like yoga life coach training. And I was in the car with one of my mentors and um, her assistant. And I it was just hemming and hawing about it for so long. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm like, ah. And I said it out loud. And I'll never forget this. I said, people like me don't get divorced. Mm. And they go, well, what does that mean? And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh. And yeah. I just, I picked, then I pictured my, I was like, who am I? Like my identity. I was like, what, what does that mean? And then I think like I can extrapolate that to so many things in when it comes to like judgments around mm-hmm. self and then others and like the separation of like, well, what does it mean when you say people like you? And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm putting myself in a certain like category and identification and like you just don't do that. Yeah. And that's like the thing, same back to the whole, you know, the tone that we can have as women of, Mm -hmm. uh, oh, like you're not, you're, you're a lady. Yeah. What a bad mom. Yeah. You yelled. Yeah. And it's like, we're not living in Pleasantville. Mm -hmm. This isn't the fifties and like, you know, just that, that kind of culture. And so it's so interesting to reflect on, you know, you know, the, the, who we've been, the moments that, you know, we, we've said something up. To ourselves oh, yeah. or out loud to another person that like moments later we're like, well, don't judge me forever for that comment. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Paddle back. Paddle back. Yeah. No. Let's pull myself out of the, out of the, that deep water where I'm drowning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it all comes to just like thinking about we, we do truly know what we need to do. It's whether like, are we truly willing to look at it? And that's messy. Mm-hmm. It's messy and it's going to mess everything. But at the same part, like that's part of our journey and being able to be so bold, to be so strong, to be so brave, to do what you need to do. Um, not for anyone else. Not because, yeah, this isn't what was supposed to happen for me. Mm-hmm. This isn't what people like me do, you know, like those well, yeah. things. Like, like, I don't get divorced. Like, we don't, you know? Yeah. And I heard that from people. Like, we don't get divorced. I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, tell me when your life's on the line. You know, it's just like, also, we can never judge anybody because nobody truly knows what someone's walking through. Mm-hmm. And 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 that was actually, you know, like, hard too. Everybody has their opinions of what you should and should not do. Yeah. And so that too is just like believing in yourself and giving yourself that care that you need. And I mean, talk about woof, like movement. I will say getting through the heartbreak of divorce and not being with your children when your children are five minutes down the street at like their dad's house. That's fucking heartbreaking. Or dropping off soccer clothes at that house and your kids aren't at yours. But you shared with me something about um, you. There was a, like a family trip that you guys would take. You get go to like a lake or something. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. you were saying how you know it's something that now the girls go to, but you don't. I don't. It's something that you're you always used to, and now it's this like we can, you you went down like a rabbit hole. Yeah. At first, of I'm dropping you off, and I'm hoping that you're going to be safe. Yeah. I'm also sad that I'm not there, but yeah. I'm choosing not to be there. And I've made all these choices, but I also ma- want to make sure that you don't die while you're on the lake with your dad. Totally. Yeah. Like, and that probably, that thought probably took like point yeah. two seconds to yeah. come up with. Yeah. And it was like that instant meeting and you're like, hi, I love you guys so much. And then like, they, like, I'm trying to pull it together because I could feel myself and like the eyes are watering and like, I call it my Claire Danes, like wiggly, soppy chin starts. And your voice gets higher. Yeah. And I'm like, please leave. 
because I'm about to ball. So it's just, you know, we can think we've made it through all this work, but then it's still healing, still, you know, and I have no control. And I know they've got a great dad and they're going to have such a great time. And I'm not part of that anymore. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. And also to be able to to feel that stuff and not just do what I did in the past of like, fuck it. All right, let's get busy. Mm-hmm. You know, or old Danny. Yeah, let's go drink. Or, you know, let me throw myself in something to distract. But thank God, like love the work of like feeling the feels like I just let it out. And I text my people and I write. I sometimes too, like that day I wrote, I wrote how I felt and I just bawled and got it out of me. Mm-hmm. And then I took a breath and I was like, all right, okay, here we go. Yeah. I'm you getting know? the chills because I just have, I've been discovering the power of journaling. And for so long, so many people were like, you should journal. Have you done journaling? And I'm like, fuck yourself. Stop telling me what to do. Yeah. Cause that's my response to most things when someone tells me what to do. But when I discovered it on my own as something that I wanted to participate in, just because I was like, I want to see what happens here. Yeah. And then it's like, wow, so profound when there's that. And there's a lot of research out there that, you know, us in the West need research and like data points in order to be like, this is the thing that works, you know, actually working. Um, But, you know, writing something down with a pencil or Mm -hmm. pen and then... Like having the separation, it's like almost like it's coming out of you, like a thought that then doesn't have to get shared with the world. Right. And um, one of the exercises, and I've probably shared this again in this podcast before, is um, it comes from this book with a spinal surgeon where he's like, Mm -hmm. take the papers and just throw them away. Mm -hmm. Different from like, I'm going to go back and see where I was three years ago. Yeah. But then it creates the separation and... um, there's like another piece of it, but just a letting go practice of like, I did that, rip it, throw it out. Jason calls it the journey and burn where he journals Jern and, and burn. Then light it on fire. Love it. And, um, I just think, yeah, if anyone, you know, listening, if you're like, sometimes we don't have a person no. to, to vent to. And sometimes the people that are in our lives don't want to hear us venting anymore mm-hmm. is, you know, recognizing the patterns too of like wow I'm not actually spending time feeling what you just said too you're like oh I just let's get productive Mm -hmm. it's like before it used to be let's drink but now it's like let's just step into productivity yeah and you can do that yeah or you can be like wow I, I just caught myself and now I'm writing something down to recognize that seems like a pattern yeah that pattern is not working yeah yeah the letter thing is so powerful. I I mean, for years, like way back in the day, when, when I had my little hat on as an alcohol drug counselor, that was my favorite thing to do with clients. Like letters of all letters, like letters to your addiction, mm-hmm. um, letters to your ex, letters to your mom, letters to whatever. And some of these letters, yeah, we should never give someone that letter. No, <laughs> like no, it's, it's just not, not kind. It's it is not kind. It's abusive. Maybe write 15 letters and give them the 15th. Maybe. But it is so powerful to just like let it, let it out mm-hmm. in in a way, you know. And yeah. I used to be better at that, you know. It just depends. Like sometimes I'll journal first thing in the morning, just like like throw it out, whatever's in my head. Mm-hmm. But I will say that, especially with the girls, when I've gone through heartbreak and pain, there's something that draws me to just writing it out, and it is healing and it is relieving. And then also, you know, just sharing that. 
Mm-hmm. It's big. Yeah. So um, what's your favorite, you know, you've shared a couple of different like healing modalities, but like favorites that you haven't shared? Mm-hmm. Like, dance, music, journaling. Beach. You touched a little bit about yoga. Beach. Beach. Feet in the sand. And, and to especially like my hardest times ever, getting sober, having a divorce, um, friends passing away, beach and just sobbing. <laughs> like, and every time I go to the beach and I'm sad, I don't know why I never bring Kleenex, but possibly oh. put Kleenex in your pocket because I have had so much snot, you know, oh, and the then you're crying and then there's snot and people are looking. You're like, yes, I'm having a day. And you're a farmer blowing. Yeah. Like, What's up with that lady? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, like taking the shoes off and grounding down. So beach, grass, and cement, mm. barefoot. Yeah. Barefoot walking. Yeah, that's a big thing now. Is just one of the guys that works at my studio. Just he walked in yesterday with no shoes on, and then he obviously didn't put shoes on when he got to the yoga studio because you don't wear right. shoes there. And then he's like, "Yeah, I've been doing this grounding. It's been great." And I just was watching him as we were having this conversation about just like being barefoot, and he's like, "There's just something really magical." What does it give you? I mean. Yeah, I'm like connected. Like there's nothing in between me and the earth. And I I feel really I'm just always have been a little hippie at heart. Barefoot, you know, I was walking in high school with no shoes, <laughs> like um you lived in lived Hawaii, in California. like California, Hawaii. California okay. and Hawaii. I mean, I was born in Ohio and in Indiana, but I was there till I was five. So I can't remember the snow. Mm-hmm. Um but even when I have like shoes on to go take a random workout class, like it doesn't feel like me. Like it's just yeah, and the second I'm done with that class, I open it up. I'm like, whew. I know. I'm, so. like, wearing socks right now and I because I just took the dog for a walk with regular shoes on. But I'm, like, I notice that I don't like wearing even socks on my feet. Yeah, the That's, air. Yeah, something. Yeah. Um, okay, so a couple last questions. When you hear this quote, what comes to mind? If you don't die and you don't get injured, you get better. Huh. You don't die and you don't get injured, you get better. I've never heard that before. I just heard it on a podcast last week. It sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, shit. So what are we doing? Like, go for it. Mm. Go for it. Go for the things, you know, that might scare you because no matter what, we're all going to die. Like At some point. (laughs) At some point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, an injury, who knows? But just letting go of any of those fears and letting yourself do the thing. You know, whether that be as crazy as it was for me to actually go gluten-free, to actually think that maybe it is my food. Maybe, um, yeah. And I mean, I talk about not dying and not getting injured. I'm going down the world. So my intuition led me to looking at the gut for my autoimmune and psoriasis. Now I'm in the world of parasites. So I'm in this whole nother world of like, well, let's go for it. Because my mind and my heart had been looking that way. And then the universe just keeps showing up in front of me. Yeah. Um, All right. couple rapid fire questions. Okay. Your favorite current song mm. to sing to in the car? I can't even, like, choose a favorite song. Favorite artist? Who, like, who is, like, someone that's, like, on your... I mean, Always and Forever. We got Bob Marley. Um, but I, I'll say I've been shaking my booty. Like, a little Cardi B. Like, get some, yeah, little... 
Yeah, little vibes that. out. Yeah, shake that booty. Shake <laughs> it on down. <laughs> boop, boop. Best thing about, I, I feel like I'm, I already know what you were saying, but best thing about living in California? Oh, um, I mean, beach, Avi, Avi. And yeah, getting to it too, though. It's like, yeah, it's right there. And like, we need to also get ourselves to the beach. Yes. So yeah. Healing modality of your choice. Mm, yoga. Okay. Yoga. You could travel anywhere alone and someone else pays for it. Oh. Where would you go? My bank account says different, but I want to travel everywhere. Fiji. All right. Yeah. What are you currently proud of yourself for? Mm, being exactly who I am moment to moment. Like just, I love to have raw, real conversations. So I show up as me, for better or for worse, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, like it or not. <laughs> Here I am. I'm not for everyone. <laughs> uh, what needs to be celebrated more in your life? Mm, I think that that power of... People and women, like, saying, like, you're doing a really good job. Like, I know when I've heard that from a few friends, it's like, gosh, I didn't realize how much I needed that. Um, so just, like, yeah, giving those those words of, I don't know if it's encouragement, but just, like, I see you and you're, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud of you. And I know it's not easy and you make it look good. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's really messy. Yeah. So on that is if your mess is your message, what else, if anything, do you want to share? Mm. I want to share that, you know, we all are going through something and life is full of its ups and downs. Um, that there's people out there who can relate. And I feel like so many times we're like, oh, no one would understand what I'm going through or this or that. But be open, be bold to just reach out and find those people you can relate with on whatever it might be because there's so much power in sharing that and then building each other up. So, I mean, you can look at any different outlet for that. Yeah. Cool. And then where can people find you in the flesh and online or online? Yeah. Uh, online, the best spot is going to be my Instagram. So that's Danny white 82. That's, and then you could always flow with me yoga. I'm at grassroots yoga in Ventura, California. And yeah, I'm excited for this next year. I want to just be getting some more women groups together. I am doing the dance with Danny every two weeks And yeah, just kind of building a strong community. And I I will, last thing is, I'm just so grateful for the women friendships I have in my life. I love, got some guy friends, but I'm like, my women have truly just had my back. So it's super powerful. You, my friend, being one of them. So glad to have you on this. (laughs) So fun. Thank you for listening. If what you heard today lit you up in any way, please take the time to subscribe, like, and share the podcast with your friends. It'll help us reach more people in courageously and confidently rocking life. Make sure you follow me on Instagram to see the messy fun I'm up to at Smith, And check out my current wellness events and coaching programs on my website, alignedlivingnow.com. I look forward to being with you next week. Until then, get messy.